Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, January 15th. We have made it to Friday. It is the end of a, uh, a long week. We have made it to mid-January, brothers and sisters. We're halfway to February already, uh, which is crazy. Uh, again, I wish you uh, every joy, every love, every blessing. Uh, wherever you are, I hope you uh, feel surrounded and, and well embraced by the the grace and goodness of God. Let's continue uh, through Mark. I mean, again, we yesterday concluded the first chapter of Mark. We read virtually every verse in order, beginning with Sunday, baptism of the Lord. The only two verses, again, that we skipped were after, immediately after the baptism, two verses where Jesus went to the desert. Other than that, we read it in sequence, and we are going to continue on. We're in chapter 2 today, verses 1 to 12, so a little bit longer story, but a very uh, familiar one, I'm sure, to you. Wonderful story. So let's break open God's Word, Mark chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. When Jesus returned to Capernaum after some days, it became known that he was at home. Many gathered together so that there was no longer room for them, not even around the door, and he preached the word to them. They came bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. Unable to get near Jesus because of the crowd, they opened up the roof above him. And after they had broken through, they let down the mat on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, He said to them, Child, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there asking themselves, Why does this man speak that way? He is blaspheming. Who but God alone can forgive sins? Jesus immediately knew in his mind what they were thinking to themselves. So he said, Why are you thinking such things in your hearts? Which is easier to say, or which is easier, to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise, pick up your mat, and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority to forgive sins on earth. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your mat, and go home. He rose, picked up his mat at once, and went away in the sight of everyone. They were all astounded and glorified God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, uh, such beautiful stuff here, and and so rich, uh, so many ways we can go. I I think that we want to focus on, on a couple things. And even before I dive into those two things, just a couple of small little notes. Jesus often uses, and you may hear this, he refers to himself as the Son of Man. He did today uh, toward the end of this gospel reading. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority, and S and M in there is capitalized. It's a title he uses for himself. Uh, calls to mind a title that uh, I believe Ezekiel used for himself quite often. Effectively, it means the human one, the the one born uh, in of in humanity of humanity, um, and and I think it's easy for us 
from this distance to look at Jesus and, and know he was God. I mean, look what he's doing. He's, he's curing paralytics, cured a leper yesterday. Uh, he's doing all these, the, the, the man with the unclean spirit on Wednesday. I mean, just all these things that you and I have never done. I mean, they're glorifying God because they've never seen these things like this. So we can think of him just as God, but he constantly, constantly in using this title is bringing us back and saying, I'm like you, I'm human, I'm human. What I think that invites us to is to remember we share in that now, brothers and sisters. We may have never cured a paralytic, not in that sense, um, but we share in that uh, I don't know, fraternity. Uh, we share in his life as he is our brother and we are his sisters and brothers. Um, we share in that um, likeness. As, as humans. Gosh, that wasn't even what I was going to talk about. The other thing I was going to say is really quickly, um, the first line, when Jesus returned to Capernaum after some days, it became known that he was at home. This is the only reference in all four Gospels where it implies, certainly, that Jesus had a home. Um, in fact, if you look at this story in the other synaptics, at least in one, and I didn't look at this beforehand, it's Peter's house that gets the, the, you know, that he's in in Capernaum that the paralytic drops through the ceiling. And I always think, oh, how did Peter think that, man? This guy comes and preaches in his house and his own roof is getting destroyed. Well, in, in Mark's gospel here, Jesus is at home. And yes, he's an itinerant preacher. We know that. He, he's, he's, uh says later, the Son of Man has no place to lay his head, because he's always going all over the place. Um, but even Jesus, it, it looked like, needed a place where he could come and rest uh, before he went back out. So, I mean, again, being the human one, we're, he knows what that's like, and we need that too. Okay, those are, those are just asides. Those are just, you know, preludes, I guess, to, to these other things. Two things that I want to talk about, and I'll try to make them quick. But the first is this. What is it, brothers and sisters, that binds us? If we are to take this story at base level, if we're to really believe it, what Jesus is telling us is not our physical infirmities that bind us. It is our sin that binds us. Um, in prayer this week, uh, this revelation came to me, and I, and, I, and I thank God for a meditation book that I'm using because it kind of put these things together for me. You know, I've, I've said before that my favorite form of prayer, uh, especially in the mornings, is centering prayer. I just try to sit for 15 or 20 minutes in quiet and allow God to, to open me and, and for us to be in union. Um, and throughout these years of using that, he's brought before me more and more of these ways in which I hide behind things. Uh, and, and more of these closets that he's opened to say, hey, see, you carry this in you too. And here's another agenda that you make decisions based on. And, and look at this, you hide behind this and all these things. And, and brothers and sisters, that, that certainly can overwhelm me. And so in the centering prayer, I bring these things before God and I ask him, you know, take these away and, and, and you make your, your spirit presence within them that little by little, these may, may, these rough ages may be made plain. Um, but, but what he, he shared with me this last week is, Joe, I, I have loved you in the midst of all these things. I have loved you before you even knew they were part of you. 
And now that you know they're there, my love for you is every bit as much. And, and what that did to me is it invited me, uh, instead of rather being shamed by these and feeling, you know, like um, less because of them, it invited two things for, from me. One is it invites me to love myself. If God can love me in the midst of this, can I love myself in the midst of this, in, in my sin? Because I feel bound by it. And secondly, it just invites me to fall before God and say, how good you are. None of these things kept you from loving me. And I'm so grateful for that. I say this not to, to have confession with you and share these things with you, but I suspect I am not that different than you. It, these areas, when they are opened up to us, they can bind us. They can bind us in shame and humiliation and frustration and anger. And we wonder, when are we ever going to get beyond those? And the truth is, we may never. But as long as we keep acknowledging that we are loved in the midst of them, I think maybe that's where our hearts melt. And we fall in love with God all over again. Because we remember it is not in, in just shedding those. Because then, again, are we, are we only lovable when we shed those? Because isn't that really an act of works? I'm only lovable when I'm on the other side of this sin. If our God can love us in the midst of this and choose to, doesn't that, one, remind us how great God is, and two, uh, invite us to love ourselves in the midst grace is just that. It is grace. Unmerited favor. We have not moved beyond it, so therefore we've, we've earned it. No. We are, we are loved. We are showered with grace in the midst of it. Which is more important for me to say you are forgiven or to say rise, pick up your mat and walk, but to show that the Son of Man, the human one, has power over both sides. Yeah, pick up your mat and walk. Whatever binds you today, brothers and sisters, no that doesn't bind God. And so maybe we don't need to allow ourselves to be bound either. Last thought. Um, you know, I love the, uh, the, the four friends who carry their friend and, and, and do not let anything, you know, kind of in a Zacchaeus way. Uh, don't let anything uh, keep them. The crowd wasn't going to keep them between uh, their friend and Jesus. Uh, they, were, they were creative and, and, and ingenuitive and... and um, they're just going to keep working until it happens. I guess something just for, for you and I to ponder today, two things, is this. What friends in your life today are waiting for you to bring, uh, to bring them to Christ? And, and, and I don't just mean by telling them about Christ, although maybe that is it, you know, and, and connecting the two. But I mean bringing them to Christ in prayer and connecting them that way. Again, using this priestly quality in which we were, we were baptized priest, prophet, and king. What friends are waiting for you to, to bring into the arms of our Blessed Mother when we pray here in just a minute? Um, to, to connect to Christ, uh, children, friends, coworkers, spouses, parents, whatever. They're just waiting for us to bring them and connect them or to speak or to say, hey, you know what, I just need to tell you what, what this relationship it does, has done to me, how it has unbound me. So that's part one of our pondering. The other is this, what friends have brought you 
and laid you before Christ. How can we thank God for them today? The ones who shared Christ with us, the ones who were Christ to us, maybe didn't say a word, uh, the ones who prayed for us. Um, we're on both sides of this, aren't we? <laughs> we carry our friends and, and we bring them to Christ. And we are carried by others. And we thank God for, for both sides, for both sides. We're invited in. Uh, the friends that need Christ, oh, they invite us to do the work, and that's so good. They invite us to serve. And those who have carried us, we are grateful for their service because we wouldn't be where we are and who we are without them today. So with that, let's end our week, shall we? And, uh, and pray one last time together. As always, invite us to bring our intentions. Let's bring those friends of ours that we need to and whatever it is they're going through uh, and place them in the arms of our Blessed Mother. So we begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The fifth glorious mystery, Mary is crowned Queen of Heaven. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O oh, my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. 
In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, have a blessed weekend. Uh, May it be filled with every good thing. And I look forward to us being back together again on Monday. God's peace.